You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. Today's episode is a bit of a continuation from the Processing Endings episode, more of like an update, I would say, because I've been following my Spirit Crumbs this week. And the starting point for this conversation is going to be around a post I did yesterday about the butterfly. And what's interesting about that is that this theme of rebirth and transformation has been around for a while now for me, and I've talked about it before. And I made a realization when I was listening to a couple podcasts and someone mentioned the butterfly again, and I looked them up again just to see what other meanings there might be, because the idea of like the butterfly and transformation is not new to me, and it wasn't really resonating as like a personal symbol or animal. But then when I looked up a little bit more about even from a scientific point and just the life cycle of the butterfly, it started to resonate so much more to me because something that came up was the fact that one, the butterfly actually spends more of its life as the caterpillar shedding and being in the cocoon and uh, struggling to get out than it does actually living as this strong butterfly that can fly and that we recognize as being beautiful and the result of transformation. And for me, the part that really stuck out was the fact that when you see a butterfly struggling to come out of its cocoon, we think like, oh, this poor butterfly, it's struggling. And, you know, there were lots of different um, stories I found looking this up about people who tried opening the cocoon for the butterfly. And the result for all of them is that the butterfly just falls and is not able to live because it needs that struggle. And so the struggle, if you look at it from an actual scientific standpoint, is really just the butterfly moving this like excess liquid from its body into its wings so that it can be um, more strong and those wings can really spread out and then also strengthening its legs as well as it's doing that hard work trying to push its way out it's actually building up muscle like as if you're working out and building up your muscle from like a human standpoint and that's why when they come out they have all this strength and the ability to fly and so for me thinking about that period at the end of the uh, metamorphosis stage when it's in the cocoon is that last little bit of struggle. It's always that last ending point where you're really, really pushed and the whole time, you know, there's stuff going on and you know, there's things you have to deal with in that darkness, but it's that last bit. There's always that last test or that last part of the process. That's the hardest before you're able to move through and the reason this links back to the processing endings is that I was talking about how there's always that period for me between when you feel like you've completed the thing and when you start the new 
thing that there's that place in between where there needs to be some time for, for just stillness and reflection. And that's kind of what I started thinking about in terms of this metamorphosis stage is that, you know, there's a lot happening in the dark there and you can choose to just ignore it and just exist in that time. But you really eventually are going to come to a point where you have to fight your way out of it. Because that was yesterday, similar messages came up in the card pull Friday, today's Saturday, yesterday was Friday. Um, and so this morning when I pulled my cards, I had kind of already been feeling, I had a really big thing. Again, I'm going to talk about my personal um, journey this year later on when I'm able to like put it in more in context when I'm not in it so much. But yesterday I had a really big thing, which was like my, you know, struggling my way out of the chrysalis moment that I dealt with, um, that I'd been kind of, I had been avoiding for a long time and allowing to just be in that, you know, place of goo for a while, for much longer than I needed to be. But because of that, I woke up today, it's a new month as well. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do my cards like I usually do in the morning. And I got this card that was the freedom horse, meaning to just really appreciate your energy and really just not worry about what anybody else thinks and do what you need to do. I got the break the chain card from the Rebecca Campbell work your light deck, um, meaning it's like breaking patterns and breaking patterns is a big part of that reflection part where you're actually seeing why things happen the way that they do. And then I got the willow card, which talks about the uh, feminine cycles and the cycles of the moon, which is something I've been tapping into a lot lately as well, which also relates to further on in this episode. And so the vulture was the last card, because like I mentioned before, there's four decks that I use. And that one is talking about how everyone has this like negative look at like the vulture, you know, like the vulture circling around like the victims or whatever. But this one is the idea that the vulture actually prevents the spread of infection and goes in and cleans up the mess that nobody else wants to look at. <laughs> so it's like, in a way, we all need to have that vulture moment right before that struggle to get out where you have to be like, look, somebody has to clean up this mess. I'm not going to be able to move forward unless I actually look at this head on and say what needs to be physically removed from this situation, right? And so today, the, after I finished that reading, I thought, you know what, I haven't looked at my visionary I Ching deck in a while. And that one I really like because it's about decision making. Um, so whenever I make a big decision or I'm thinking about something big, I like to pull it out. So I decided to shuffle from that one. And the card that came out was the 24 returning card. And in this, it says earth above, thunder below, based on the hexagram. Uh, of course, you can't see it because I'm talking about it. But if you look it up, there are 64 hexagrams in the I Ching. And it's based on um, the upper three lines and lower three lines in this um, six line um, diagram. And the broken and uh, full lines have different meanings and as well as their arrangement. So for this one, the top three are the earth and the bottom three are thunder and the meaning of earth is being receptive devoted and supportive and the thunder is wood and their elements and it's inciting movement and starting to take initiative but because this is like a very early stage it's considered to be just those initial hints at movement forward and so for me this really resonated because what I've been thinking about a lot was my January intention of 
the phrase that was stuck in my head that was purity of intention. And I've been thinking a lot lately about this in-between phase and this like really, really important stage of like reflection and self-study and devotion. And because I've just wrapped up a lot of things, my usual tendency as like a double Capricorn is to find a whole bunch of new projects to throw myself into. But what I really feel like I have the opportunity to do right now is because everything's kind of pretty stable at the moment in a way, like it's very doable and fixed. There's not a lot of surprises that can come up at this point because I've kind of dealt with a lot of them already this year. I'm actually in this really unique place of stability, which makes sense for being a tourist season. I'm going into my fourth house, which is of like home and um, security. It's usually ruled by cancer, as I've mentioned in one of the previous episodes. But for me, this was really an, a really interesting card to pull because the other symbolism for this card is being the winter solstice. When the extreme of like as cold and dark it can possibly get, eventually there's a turning point. And so this card, the returning, this is like representing a turning point. And so this is when now the light can start to come back in. And so this is a time for letting go of the old and preparing for the new. And this is kind of exactly where I am. I I've just moved through one big cycle, let go of a lot. I do want to prepare for the new, but I'm kind of wanting to stay in this in-between stage. And this card actually refers to this particular point, this returning point as being a time of rest and turning back and realizing that we went as far as we could. And now it's time for devotion and hibernation, which is exactly how I've been feeling. So this was a really validating card to get right now um, because it, say, it says that you really do need to recharge before you really push yourself forward, you have to just really allow things to come as they're meant to and accept that this turning back and kind of starting fresh is a point of renewal. But something that was interesting to me is I've had numerous conversations about this recently about how having success the first time and not, you know, having things just work out for you all the time really doesn't teach you anything. And this card actually says that that is really just luck. That the fact that you haven't had to deal with anything terrible all this time all the way along is not really so much saying anything about you. Yes, it's great. And it's great that you have this natural talent and that things are working out. But as a human in the human experience, it doesn't say a lot about your growth and development. And when we look back at the butterfly, if the butterfly just had someone open up the chrysalis, it's just going to plop out and die when it's faced with the world, right? And so it's really incredible that anyone can get through to being an adult without really having these really big crumbling moments of struggle. But there are people, I guess, that do get to that point. But then what happens is when they come across failure or disappointment later on, something that for an experienced um <laughs> a connoisseur of d difficulty and crisis would just be like, oh, that's nothing. It's fine. Get over it. But for someone who's never had to physically go through that process of getting over something, you know, moving through it, seeing that there's good on the other side of it, they don't know that there's good on the other side of it. They don't know what to expect. And that really brings out a lot of fear. And so in this one, in this card, in the description of this um, 
this hexagram, it talks about how comebacks are actually a sign of self-mastery and that anyone who experiences comebacks, anyone in your life who you've seen go through this process, that's someone you can learn from because anybody who comes through it has to at some point discard their ego and whatever they their their mind is telling them they need to do and they need to actually just embrace the good and start realizing which I, I don't know where I know I've just talked about this recently but really looking at the good parts of the journey within the dark parts and seeing where the growth is and starting to really realize like you're not perfect you're a human you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have thoughts that are leading you in the wrong direction. But that's where this returning comes from, where you turn back. At some point, you have to turn back, look at what you were trying to do in the first place, look at the road you, the path you have ahead of you, and look at what good you're you're going towards and trusting that there's good on the other side. So that's where the more disappointments you have when you're younger, it actually says that it's fortunate to have these disappointments when you're early on in your life, because then you learn this cycle of recovery uh, and resilience a lot earlier. And people who don't learn the positive side of disappointment, who are told all the time, like, uh, you know, are here from people who are role models around them, that like, I didn't deserve this, this isn't right, I should have had this work out for me, this person made it so that I couldn't succeed, all of these things, if that's your only measure of how to process disappointment and setbacks, then no wonder as an adult, people really go fly off the deep end over the smallest thing, like a deadline not met or something like someone going back on what they said, anything that's an external thing that kind of, you know, happens in our lives that prevents us from having the outcome we expected. And again, expectation is its own whole other conversation we could have. But it's going to be a lot more difficult if you haven't learned to trust that there's something good on the other side of these setbacks. As long as you turn back, realize you've taken it too far and it's time to allow that to pass. And then I was looking at my E-Chain book that I have and their kind of concept behind this was falling away is required before you start turning back. And so you need to let things fall away and let go before you can come back and start feeling that need, need and ability to move forward again. But the only way this can happen is when you're allowing yourself to be in this hibernation phase of just kind of avoid and processing and really being in stillness. It's only in that time that you can really honestly feel whether some whether something is meant to happen based on your circumstances and timing it's not something that we can force as humans it's like the butterfly like when it's ready to come out it will come out as humans this shows up as like spirit crumbs and nudges and things coming up so when we're able to sit back and just say this is my time to recharge regroup make sure i'm rested eventually the the solutions and the ways out start to show up for us in like little ways and it's not all at once like a giant leap usually it usually shows up more as like steps toward the new um the new path but being able to turn back after the darkness is something that we have to follow the natural cycle for and 
it's the idea this Taoist um, belief that motion comes from non-motion that to me is really interesting because that means that we require this stillness in order to move forward and that can be so difficult for us and what I actually started thinking about is the fact that they talk about another this Taoist principle in terms of waxing and waning which is really in alignment with the phases of the moon which I said earlier, I pulled the moon card, uh, the willow card um, from my tree deck. And that was kind of what I took from that was that I need to pay more attention to all of the phases of the moon, which I've been trying to do, but have not been as great at. And so the waxing is right, you know, after the new moon when we need to start taking action. But the waning is the letting go and going more within and retreating. And so these two things are what play off each other and what allow us to have to be successful is knowing the timing and feeling that. And then another spirit crumb that came up was when I realized number 24 was this um, returning uh, card in the I Ching. I thought to myself, I swear I saw in the gene keys, which are related to these 64 hexagrams, I could have sworn I saw 24 show up on Instagram earlier this week. And it turns out that tomorrow is the last day that we were, we are that like we're transiting through the 24th gate or 24th gene key. And that one is about silence. And so this feeling that I've been having again, for some reason, I'm always aligning with these cosmic energies in what I'm doing personally. And the, idea between this silence is that that's when we can experience oneness and silence is a descending force because we're allowing ourselves to sit back and be in more of a receptive phase and a lot of us avoid this because there's a lot of discomfort in silence it means being maybe bored or having to look at ourselves from a different point of view or our addictions and other negative traits start to show up and the patterns that we're really stuck in. And part of this is because the shadow of the 24th gene key is addiction. And this is because the shadow, the addiction in this shadow is what prevents us from thinking outside of our comfort zone and seeing these patterns for what they really are, really looking at them. Because the more you look at something that you want to change, the more it becomes just a thing. And then it's less scary. It doesn't impact you the same. And then you're able to start thinking of a way to move past it. And avoiding change is like something that this shadow depends on. It knows that as long as we're stuck in these loops, because addictions are in a circular pattern, we're just going to keep experiencing them, the easier it is to keep human suffering going. And this talks about how the lower chakras or like layers of our astral um, auras or bodies is where we hold this. And so like our root chakra, the physical in like, you know, physical human suffering, uh, anything to do with like our security uh, in the root chakra is something that's related to this shadow, things we try to avoid thinking about and our fears and then the astral body and like craving desires and avoiding this primal suffering by focusing on these desires and then the mental which is like our solar plexus which is like thinking about a way of 
getting out of this suffering without having to actually look at it. And so when you think about that, it makes sense that we get stuck in a pattern because they all feed into each other. And when we get to the point of the mental where we're trying to think our way out of it, it's so overwhelming that we tend to go back to that, you know, cycle of addiction to avoid it. And so once we realize it, though, like I was saying, that's when you get into like a void, because when you look at it, you can't move anymore. You can't move through the cycle because you've stopped long enough to look at it and sit with it. And so there's two different ways that we can, once we're looking at it, we can, if we're still in the cycle that this shows up where we're either repressing it by numbing ourselves with like free by freezing and like being in the state of addiction with like alcohol or something else that numbs us or reactive where we keep ourselves so busy and we have so much anxiety and we need to keep moving in order to not sit with that stillness. But then the gift that is when we actually rest in the gap, which is how they describe the, the sensation of actually focusing on it is the fact that you can see the genius start to come out. It's where we have creativity. It's the gift of invention original thinking and acting. And this is where we can experience quantum leaps because we move out of our set patterns and we're just open. So it changes the way our brains work when we're not forcing a certain um, conditioning on them. And for me, this was really interesting because I just like to, to sit and think about things. And that's why this whole processing endings ties into this because I do really appreciate that point of contemplation that happens in this in-between phase and that's where I usually do start to see the spirit crown show up because when you acknowledge these patterns you acknowledge the patterns you've moved through the reasons why you were in the situation that you're moving through in the first place and you allow yourself to just sit and be open in that earth phase of just being receptive and having devotion to whatever your um, spiritual focus is that's where the ideas come in. That's where they slip in through the cracks. And these gaps, they talk about in the in the book as being, sorry, in, yeah, in the book uh, about the gene keys as being like between cycles. And so this can be like internal. It can be between lives, between reincarnations. It can be between atoms. I've talked about that a lot with the Celestine Prophecy, how like nothing is really stable. There's always space in between. And then silence between notes in music. You need those pauses in order to appreciate the notes. If it was just constant noise overlapping, <laughs> I don't think we would enjoy music so much. So facing your own ignorance of what you don't know and what's between these things that we can't see, we can't know everything. And that's where the magic is, is being able to just be open and be like, what's going to come up if I just sit, shut myself up, shut up my mind, Stop assuming I know everything, stop projecting and just sit in the silence because that's the city or like the top kind of level of this gene key is silence and it's being okay and being at rest in the not knowing because this is how we can experience pure consciousness. And this has to be an internal thing. We can't be going to external sources trying to find this because we won't find it. It's something that really has to have devotion attached to it and has to be open. And so all of this is very much related to the processing endings because I think all of this void is what happens in the in-between. And 
I know I've described it in similar way the last time. It was just interesting to have an actual card and some actual other research behind it this time to talk about it. And I think because this is kind of a, an energy I've been feeling a lot. It came up in the Carpool Friday as well. It just seems like good timing to kind of revisit this as we're moving into a new month now in the month of May. And I think that we will see with a new moon coming up on the 11th that, you know, right now we're in this waning phase of letting go. And with that comes this contemplation and this stillness that we need to experience before we can start getting into the waxing period of starting to make movement again. Because the original thing we were talking about in this whole process was the fact that the returning is the returning of the movement. And that's where we're going to moving into. And that's where the magic is, is when all these little spirit crumbs start showing up and you're able to then take steps towards what you really want as the next phase. Or even if you don't know what that is, being open and seeing what resonates with you and really just following the crumbs as they show up. That's usually what I do is I just wait to see what catches my attention and then go with it until something else feels stronger. And so I'd really love to hear how all of this talk of transformation and really sitting with the discomfort of silence and acknowledging these patterns that we need to work through, how that works out in your cycle. Because like I was saying, we all need to follow some sort of natural cycle each of us experiences it very differently depending on all of the different ways that we're made up energetically and um, genetically in general. It is interesting with our conditioning how it can be difficult to access what is actually natural to us because we're always thinking about how society expects us to do things or our families or how things are just always done for whatever reason and so when you look at it that's how you destroy a pattern is like just looking at it in the silence just meditating on it and just thinking like why do I do it this way is there a reason I always do this where is the cause of this and when you sit in silence you'll start to see the answers come up for me that's how I move from one part of my path to the next is being like, okay, I finished this thing. Let me look back at any patterns that are still coming up that are related to this. I sit with it. I'm going into this phase right now. And something that I just wanted to say in, in terms of that is that I'm going to be committing probably the rest of this year to this phase of just sitting in silence, doing more meditation, allowing my system to rest because my nervous system has been on fire for the last few months. This whole year has been really rough. And I really am just going to be in this hibernation phase, which is weird to be doing that in the summer, but it allows me to spend more time in nature. It allows me to spend more time reading and researching and then sitting in meditation and channeling. So I don't know where that's going to lead me or what projects might come of it but I'm going to go with that natural cycle instead of forcing expectations on my time frame or even what I'm going to be doing. And because of that, I will be limiting my offerings for the rest of the year. I will still have some here and there. I'll open up some spots, but the last 
thing that I'm really going to be focusing on is for the next seven weeks, I'm going to be doing a journey through the chakras on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time, where for half an hour each week, we're going to focus on one of the chakras. These are my distance energy healing sessions. So when you're signed up, you just have to be in your own space and be open to receive, be in that void stillness, just opening to receive. And really just thinking about the themes that you have going on around the, that chakra. So this will be starting on this Wednesday, May 5th. And right now I do have two different options for signing up in my bio. There's the full package of all seven if you want to go on the whole journey, starting at the root chakra all the way to the crown for the next seven weeks. And I have gone through a few different pricing structures, but I've decided to make it super, super crazy accessible and all seven sessions are going to be only $22.22 Canadian and then if you want to purchase individual sessions after that or just if there's particular ones you need to work on they'll be $3.33 Canadian and this is because I am going back to my purity of intention which is service and devotion and as much as I do believe there needs to be an energy exchange for this I think that a more minimal one reflects my intentions for this time moving forward and i think that hopefully more people will be able to really sit with their, themselves at least for half an hour a week for the next seven weeks and go through the chakras to see what might be coming up for them so this week will be the root chakra and so this is about our it's the color red first of all as if you want to focus on the color to start with but we'll be looking at internally all in our own separate way we'll be looking at anything to do with security finances um, physical material things um, any fears around our general safety and we'll be looking at how we can really help ourselves feel more secure by building into our lives some more structure and setting ourselves up to be more secure and so we'll be using the mantra I am safe or I am secure and I am grounded because connecting to the earth is part of this. It's the base chakra. So at the base of your spine. And so therefore it's the closest to the earth. And so even imagining yourself growing roots from either your, the bottom of your tailbone or the bottom of your feet into the ground can be really helpful for this part. And then just paying attention and recording any sensations or thoughts or patterns that show up um that night or leading up to it or the week after until we get to the following week which will be the sacral chakra so i hope you'll all check out the link in my bio at spirit crumbs or concrete and crystals for that offer but in the meantime i hope that you all are able to spend some time in the silence really looking at what's happening energetically in your life and really starting to look at these patterns face on like we were talking about shadow work you can't really work on it until you bring it into the light and look it in the eye so i hope that you all experience this at some point in the next while and i'll see you in the next episode Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. 
Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.